You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. The Money Pit is presented by Lumber Liquidators, Home Advisor, Pergo, and Mr. Beans. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is The Money Pit, Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are thrilled you're here with us today because it's our job to help you take on those projects around your house that you need to get done. It is officially fall fix-up season. And we're going to give you the fall fix-up hotline, which is 888-MONEY-PIT. If you call us, we will give you the answer to your home improvement question, or you can also post it to the Money Pit's community page at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, fall is here, and with all those leaves falling from the tree, do you burn them or do you bag them? What is the best way to get rid of those leaves? We're going to have some options coming up. And also ahead this hour, can a tree really help you save energy? Well, Roger Cook from This Old House says it can, and he's stopping by to explain why. And we're also going to talk about wood floors. You know, there's nothing that emits a warm, more natural feeling than wood. But there is one thing that wood floors just won't work for, and that's a wet location. We're going to share what will work and still look amazingly like wood just ahead. Plus, if you call in your question now to 888 Pit or post it to the Money Pit's community page, we're going to toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat for the Mr. Beam's Home Safety and Security Lighting Bundle, and that'll surely help brighten your day. Yep, it includes the security light, the ultra-bright ceiling light, and the very cool MB360 XT LED Spotlight. It's a package it's a worth a serious name. That is a serious name for a serious light. The package is worth uh, 110 bucks. It's going to go out to one person that calls or posts their home improvement question. So let's get started. The number again is 888 Pit. The website is moneypit.com. Leslie, who's first? Susan in Texas has some concrete that's cracking up. Tell us what's going on. Yes, I have a curve out front of a 1955-year-old home, and the curve is cracking in spots and going down like in a slant, and I didn't know what I need to do to repair that. And this is your responsibility and not the township's? Yes, I've called several times, and everyone says it's my responsibility to fix it. I just, you know, they say when you sell your home, the curb appeal, and I have yeah. curb <laughs> <laughs> your, your curb appeal's got to start at the curb, and you keep calling, getting the same answer. So I guess you're kind of stuck with it. Right. Well, listen, there's a couple of things that come to mind. First of all, when you say it's like uh, slanted and sloped, if it's uh, settling, you know, then it's going to have to be torn out. If it's just cracked, there's a lot of ways to fix the cracks. Uh, QuickCreate has a number of good products that are designed exactly for that. There is a crack seal. There's a crack repair product that's kind of like caulk. Um, there's also a resurfacing product. So if it's spalled or deteriorated, you can resurface it, and it will stick to the old concrete and come out looking uh, quite nice. So there certainly are products to make what you have look better and work better. But if the whole curb 
is uh, structurally sinking because sometimes water gets under it and that kind of stuff, then that's the case where you'd have to tear it out and have a mason build you a new one. Okay, okay. But the, that, that QuickCrete is pretty easy to do. Absolutely, yes. Take a look at QuickCrete.com. They've got great videos there. They'll walk you through exactly what you need to do. Just search for crack repair. You'll see there's many options depending on the thickness of the crack. Uh, and what you need to achieve, okay? That is wonderful. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jack from Michigan's on the line with some gurgling sounds coming from the toilet and the sink. What is going on? We have a sub pump downstairs in the basement. And when we run the, the washing machine or it, when the, um, the water softener regenerates and runs the sub pump, I have a gurgling noise that comes up and, and comes up through the kitchen sink. And then usually the uh, the bathroom, the upstairs bathroom toilet. I bet you want to know what's causing that. <laughs> I would love to. It's um, a lack of venting, a lack of proper venting. So when okay. the washer is discharging or the sump pump is discharging and all of that water is draining out of those pipes, it's basically causing a pressure that wants to pull the rest of the water out of the trap, which okay. is that there's a trap in the toilet, there's a trap in the kitchen sink. And as yep. it does that, that's when you get that kind of gulp, gulp, gulp sound because it's just gasping yep. for air as that happens. Now, if you you know drive down the average neighborhood and you see pipes that come up through the roof, plumbing pipes, those are vent pipes, and they yes, let air into the plumbing system. Okay, so you have one of those, but for some yeah. reason it's not hooked up correctly because okay. you're not getting enough air into the bathroom or the kitchen. Now, okay. let's leaving the bathroom aside from now. In terms of the kitchen, there is an under cabinet vent that you could put in that would supplement the house venting that will only let air in and not let sewage gas out. So there's okay. one possible repair there for the bathroom. You know, you really need to figure out why it's not venting properly. It could be that that vent is obstructed, and that has happened. And, you know, it could be something as simple as a nest that got in there. But for some reason, those vents are obstructed or they're not hooked up right, and that's why you're getting that uh, plumbing system gasping for air. So would I have to have maybe a plumber come over and drop a, a maybe a camera down the, down the vent tube? Yeah, I mean, to, or to just a bright, it. I mean, just a really bright flashlight, you know, like a mag okay. light or a stream light, and you could look right down there, and sometimes you can see the obstruction, but you got to kind of track it down, and figure out what's going on. I also have an issue that when we when we flush the toilet, it doesn't seem. I mean, the back of the tank, the bowl fills up with water, but there doesn't seem to be a good water level in you know in the toilet itself. Is that all Pot- part of the potentially? Yes, potentially that could it could be uh, causing an issue as well. Okay, so that could be related to the vent. Yep, exactly. Yep, so, it's definitely so a venting issue. You just got to get to the bottom of it, Jack. Just got to determine where the where, where, where and the how and, and, and right, the address. Get some more air in there. Yep. And in in one vent, one outside vent is usually enough if it's operating properly. Yeah, one. Well, sure. One main vent is typically what you would have. I mean, how many bathrooms you have in this house? Uh, just just the one. Yeah. Well, that's all you're going to have is one vent. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I think I, I think that narrows it down. Then. All right. Well, good luck, Jack. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Thank you very much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Call in your question now to eight 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 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. Home Advisor makes it fast and easy to find top rated home pros that you can trust for any home project. And if you're a service pro looking to grow your business and connect with project-ready homeowners, you should also check out HomeAdvisor.com. Well, fall is upon us, but for all those leaves falling from the trees, what's the best way to get rid of them? We're going to have the answer after this. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. 
Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by ADT. Home isn't just a place, it's a feeling. The feeling that you're safe to enjoy the things that matter most. ADT lets you take that feeling with you. Learn more at ADT.com. ADT, home safe home. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. And hey, here's another great reason to reach out to us by phone or even on our community page because we're giving away a great prize. We've got up for grabs the Mr. Beam's Home Safety and Security Lighting Bundle. Now that includes a security light, an ultra bright ceiling light, and the very cool with a very cool and serious name, the MB three sixty XT LED Spotlight. I mean, it is amazingly powerful and super duper duper easy to use it's a package worth 110 bucks yep that spotlight has uh, 200 lumens of motion activated light and that's a lot and the best part of this is that it's battery powered so one set of batteries can last for about a year and that's with eight to ten activations a day so that's some serious light it's available at mrbeams.com and i gotta tell you we've got mr beams lights outside our house and also inside our house and because of them, we can actually see what we're doing now, especially in the closets when we're trying to get dressed in the morning. It's awesome. MrBeams.com. Check them out. These are really cool products. Saving Tom from fashion disasters every day. Absolutely. <laughs> and we'd like to uh, check out what's going on with your Money Pit. If you've got a question about a project that you're doing, give us a call right now at 888 Money Pit. Lynette in Louisiana is on the line with a warped floor situation at her house. How can we help you today, Lynette? My home that I live in was built in 1940, and it is on concrete piers. Okay. Uh, there's a differential crawl space underneath the house, um, as little as six inches on the east side to approximately two feet on the west side. Okay. And recently, I had a pest control professional do a wood inspection and determined, fortunately, that there were no termites. But in walking through my home, he noticed that my floors, which are laminate-covered, were warped and very soft in various areas throughout the house, Mm -hmm. which I've experienced continuing to deteriorate in that fashion over the last three to four years. He indicated through his inspection that he looked at uh, the underneath, underneath the house and noticed that there was wood rot 
and possible mold occurring. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling to see what can I do to rectify that. And um, does that mean that I need to literally tear out the floor to remedy the situation? Probably not. But did he prescribe, like, uh, he give you, like, an estimate for fixing it? Because sometimes these guys will do that. They'll find a problem and say, I'm just the guy to fix it for you. Did he give you a number? No, sir. He simply came out to give me uh, a state form for this wood inspection that's necessary okay. for a VA right. loan. So he sounds like he might be a, he might be a decent guy then. Um, so the next thing you want to do is try to get a sense as to how much decay, if any, is down there. And I, I think, I mean, for that, what I would tell you to do is to contact a professional home inspector. Home inspectors don't work for a contractor. They work for you, and they only represent the information, so they don't have any conflict of interest in trying to identify uh, or make a problem sound like it's bigger than it really is. Sure, it's not going to be unusual for a house in your part of the country to have some some decay uh, or some potential mold growing on it, but I want to get a sense as to how bad that is. I mean, are are the is the, are the floor joists completely rotten? Is the subfloor rotten? How much mold are we talking about? I mean, if if you've got a couple of feet on one end, then you can probably get pretty far into that, and then with a high powered flashlight, you can work your way you know down as far as the eye can see. If it turned out that you had to do work on it, typically what you would do in that case is you would trench. Uh, that area where the where the grade goes up to, like as you say, six inches, so that you can actually kind of go back and forth and and work on that space. Once we know exactly what's going on, then we can talk about treatment options. And so, if there is actual decay, and if the decay is bad enough to warrant some structural repairs, then that would be done from the crawl space. Uh, in terms of the floor itself, if that subfloor was really badly rotted, you'd have to take that apart from the top, but you know, if it's not really that rotted and maybe you just got a decayed joist or two, you may be able to make that uh, repair from the bottom. Worst case scenario is you tear out all your floors, but I think that's really uh, extreme. And, and, and I wouldn't even think about that until I had a lot more information. Now, the lumber can also be sprayed and treated to stop uh, any decay or, or mold growth that's going on right now. And then you can also, when you're all done figuring out what caused this and what you're dealing with, you want to make sure you get better ventilation in that crawl space so that you don't have this problem reoccur. Now, if you can't get natural ventilation, you could use uh, fans that are hooked up to uh, humidifier switches or humidistats, I should say. And they'll come on whenever the humidity gets high and it'll pull drier air through the house to, through that crawl space to keep it, to keep it from decaying any further. So you got a few steps in front of you, Lynette, but I would start by getting a good independent home inspector to take a look at it. You can go to homeinspector.org. That's the website for the American Society of Home Inspectors and start there. You're looking for an ASHI certified member. That's A-S-H-I, American Society of Home Inspectors, an ASHI certified member. Uh, and, and they'll give you some good advice and help you take the next step. Okay? Fantastic. Thank you so very much. I appreciate the information. Well, fall is upon us, and with all those leaves falling from the trees, have you ever noticed that many people like to burn the leaves? Now, burning them really isn't necessarily the best idea, as flames, you know, can spread and 
they can spread easily. Plus then you're giving up all the nutrients that are in those leaves that you could use to help feed your yard. Now, a much safer option is to toss all of those leaves into a compost bin to nurture the flowers and all your veggie gardens that you'll have come springtime. So if your lawn mower is suited for mulching, go ahead and you can run it right over the leaves. Then all those chopped up pieces you can use to feed the grass as it remains dormant through the winter months. I mean, there's so much you can do with the leaves just outside of burning them. Now, um, if your town offers a leaf pickup, you might be able to just rake them to the curb. I've got a trick of the trade for that, and I'm sure I'm not the first guy to have thought of this, but it works really well. What I do for my house is I lay out a tarp, like one of those blue tarps on the grass, and then I rake the leaves onto the tarp. I can put a massive pile of leaves up on that tarp, and then I just drag the tarp over the curb and then kind of dump it right there. So it's a really quick and efficient way of moving a lot of leaves off of the yard and into the curb, a lot more than it would take, say, if you had to put them all in a wheelbarrow and take them over one trip at a time. I mean, I must have like five, six, seven wheelbarrows worth on that tarp by the time I drag it over there. And I've got a helper, I could put even more. Well, and the good news is if it's windy, you can use that tarp to kind of keep everything contained if you fold it over. The, I mean, right. I've seen so many times you get a light wind and all of a sudden all the leaves you've piled up are back at it again. So it's really helpful. Checking wind direction is a critical step when you're raking leaves, right? Because you don't want to be raking them into the wind. You might as well just put the rake down and pick it up on another day. That is true. Now I've got Rob in Maryland on the line with a building with a dirt floor, and he needs some help with it. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. I have an 18-foot diameter round space outside. It's a little hut, and I have a dirt floor. And I just want to see if there's some type of a concrete that I can just pour down there or pour on it, and it'll just find its own level? Well, I mean, concrete, to some extent, finds its own level. You you have access to this space, right? Is there any reason you can't float it out? Yeah, there's... It's easy to, yeah. to do. So then what you're going to want to do is, is is a couple of things. First of all, this is an unheated space? Correct. All right. So so what you want to do is you would, you would want to make sure that the dirt is solidly tamped down, right? And then you're going to add concrete to that to a thickness of at least four inches, but maybe even six. And then float the concrete. It, it takes a little skill. You're going to have to do some research on how to do this. But essentially, when the concrete comes off the truck, there's stone that's embedded in it. And as you spread it out with a, a shovel and a, and a rake, um, you sort of float it. You shake it with a, a float, a trowel. It's like a, like a big trowel. And then the stones sink to the bottom of the concrete. And sort of the cream comes to the top. And that's what gives you that nice finish. And you'll sort of work the concrete smooth and then work your way out the door. So I I think it's as simple as putting in a concrete slab floor. Is there anything like a dust cover? Yeah, I mean, you can. there's plastic dust covers and things like that. But, I mean, you want a floor that you can actually use. So the concrete is the best way to go. Okay. All right. I mean, you could probably do something with brick pavers, but it would be a lot of work because you'd have to cut all those round edges. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Cindy in Illinois is on the line with a basement question. What's going on? I've lived in my home for over 40 years and had no trouble with water in the basement. And then about three years ago, we had a terrible drought here. And it seems like ever since then, if we get a hard rain... I end up with water coming up through the floor of the basement. So the reason you're getting water that comes up through the floor of the basement in the hard rain is because there's some defect in your drainage conditions outside the house. So you need to start by looking at the roof and making sure your gutter system is clean and making sure the downspouts are extended away from the house. It should be out three or four feet. 
if that's all in good shape, then I would take a look at the angle of the dirt around the house, the grade. If it's really flat or if there's an area where it's tilting in or you're getting neighboring water from runoff from a different lot or something of that nature, you've got to regrade to keep the water away from the house. The only way it's getting down there is it's coming from the top and pushing under. It's not a rising water table because that takes months to happen. If it's reactive to the rain, then it's a problem with drainage, Cindy. So you need to look carefully in that area, and I'm certain you'll find the cause of it and be able to stop it. All right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, you know, you hear about planting trees being helpful for saving energy, but does it really? And how much energy are you saving? Well, Roger Cook from This Old House says it can, and he's going to tell us why in just a bit. And today's This Old House tip on the Money Pit is presented by Lumber Liquidators. With over 400 varieties of bamboo, laminate, wood-look tile, vinyl plank, and hardwood floors for less. I'm Kevin O'Connor, host of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. When I'm not working on old houses, I'm making sure my house doesn't turn into a money pit. With help from Tom and Leslie. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at homeadvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, whether you are buying, selling, or just enjoying your home, we are here for you every step of the way. Just call in your home improvement or your decor question now to 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. A fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project, whether it's a small repair or a major remodel. 
All right, let's get right down to home improvement business with a quick tip here that we discovered about your dishwasher. Did you know that dishwashers can flush out bits of food during regular cycles, but hard water minerals and grease can settle on the spray arms and all those internal parts that you really just can't see? And that's why it really is a good idea to use a dishwasher cleaner between cycles because, hey, nobody likes washing dishes by hand. And once you have a dishwasher, you never want to go back to washing dishes by hand. Yeah. And you know what? It gets really grungy inside that machine. And if you use a dishwasher cleaner, it just cleans it up so easily, dissolves all of that gunk, and it makes your dishwasher work better. And your dishes will actually come out cleaner as a result. James in Ohio is on the line with a heating question. What can we do for you today? Yeah. Hi. I was calling in. Um, I have a older home built in 1968. And I was wondering if it'd be easier to install an electric furnace instead of having the baseboard heat or possibly getting a out one of the outdoor units that mount high on your wall. Do you have natural gas or propane or oil in your area? Um, maybe natural gas. Yeah, that would be the way to go. I mean, if you're going to go through trouble of putting a furnace in, I would definitely not put in an electric furnace because that is the most expensive way to provide heat to your house. I would suggest a high-efficiency natural gas furnace. I mean, the, the installation expense is going to be similar if you're putting a new furnace in, but the ongoing cost to run it will be a lot lower. Uh, well, I incur more cost because for the ductwork because I have uh, plaster walls instead of drywall. Well, if you're going to put an electric furnace in, you're going to have to do the ductwork anyway. So the ductwork is there whether or not you use an electric furnace or a gas furnace. And it really depends on how creative your HVAC contractor is, but that's a fixed cost. If you're going to go through trouble of, of ducting out your house, which is going to add to its value, I definitely would recommend gas. And typically, the gas companies don't charge to bring gas up to your house, so they'll bring the line up and put a meter in because now you're going to be their customer forever, and they're very happy about that. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. You're welcome, James. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, green home improvement projects that save money and make your home more comfortable are among the most popular improvements to make these days. But there's one kind of energy-efficient home improvement that is green in more ways than one. That's right. Planting trees of the right size and shape in the right places can deliver energy savings for many, many years. Here to help us plan that project is Roger Cook, the lawn and garden expert for TV's This Old House, and a guy who's planted a lot of trees in his career, huh? Yeah, and Tom, it's pretty exciting to know that the Department of Energy has done studies that show you can save up to 25% by strategically planting trees. That's amazing. I mean, I don't think that people realize how successful this can be as a way to save energy. We think about insulating and caulking and things like that, but just getting these trees right makes a whole lot of sense. So what are the considerations that you have to like ask yourself to help yourself start saving some energy? Well, before if you even think of trees, if you're building a new house, consider how you're going to face the house. You want the the living areas, the kitchen, to get sunlight all day long so they take in that radiant heat. Okay, so the orientation of the building is the critical first step if you have that opportunity, but, you know, what if you don't? Well, then you start thinking about heating and cooling. Now, if you want to cool the house in the summer, you're going to plant some deciduous trees on that corner of the house, usually the south or east side of the house. And that'll block the rays of the sun from hitting the roof and the window. And a deciduous tree is like an evergreen, sort of dense. Describe that a little bit more. Deciduous trees are the ones that drop their leaves because that's going to be great for you the rest of the season. During the fall and winter, the radiant heat, the sun's light will be able to get through the tree and heat mm-hmm. your house when you need it. Okay. On the north side of the house, 
we would plant an evergreen tree or a row of evergreen trees. And you see these in farms all the time, especially in the Midwest. That's to protect... Oh, like a wind block almost. Exactly. To protect those cold winter winds from coming in and buffeting the house. No those matter. farmers are pretty smart, huh? Yeah, they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. <laughs> They've been doing it a long time, too. Absolutely. You think about those cold winter winds coming in and hitting your house. No matter how tight we seal it, there's always cracks, and that's going to blow that cold air into the house. Now, Roger, what if we're in a neighborhood where we just can't bring in a whole bunch of brand new trees? Can we get some minor benefit by only shading parts of the house? You can. If you have air conditioning units and you can shade those, they will operate more efficiently. Two ways to shade them. Sometimes we'll put up a solid fence, which will protect them, or even a row of shrubs to keep the sun from beating on them when they're operating. Makes it a lot more attractive as well. You're not looking at that condensing unit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Roger, we get a fair number of calls for folks asking for help when trees get actually too close to the house and impact walkways or foundations. How far should we keep the trees away to get the benefit of that strategic shade but not actually be too close? I would say a minimum is 20 to 25 feet from the house. Got it. That gives room for the tree to grow, but also for the house to breathe. Great advice. Roger Cook from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Thank you. I had a great time. And to see a great video on how to plant trees and save energy, you can visit thisoldhouse.com. And you can watch Roger and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And This Old House is brought to you on PBS by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just ahead, there's nothing that emits a warm, more natural feeling than wood floors. But there is one thing that wood floors just won't work well for, and that's wet locations. We're going to share what does work after this. You live in a body pit. Money Pit is presented by Mr. Beams, safety and security lighting solutions that can be installed in five minutes. No wires, no electrician, no kidding. Find Mr. Beams lights at major retailers and learn more at MrBeams.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And are you a home improving weekend warrior? Then have we got a sweepstakes for you. You know, we've partnered with the Home Depot on a sweepstakes that makes tool hounds drool with a shot at winning some of the coolest tools from the aisles of the Home Depot. Yep, the Money Pit Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes is running right now. You can enter it in moneypit.com. And we've got over 4500 bucks in prizes. We've got tools from Milwaukee, like the 16 drawer tool chest. This is that like sort of floor to ceiling tool chest that is just fantastic. And it's going to hold up to a thousand pounds of tools. You'll need that because part of the first prize is a Milwaukee combo kit. It's worth almost a thousand bucks by itself. We've also got about 10 of those Ryobi 18 volt drill driver kits. What else have we got? We've got our books we're giving away. We've got a couple of the Husky nine-drawer workbenches with a beautiful wood top. I've got one of those in my garage right now. I love it. All of those products are part of the winnings for the Money Pit Weekend Warrior Sweepstakes. Learn all about it. Get the details and enter now at moneypit.com. That's right. There's 40 prizes up for grabs, and you can even increase your chances of winning by entering once a day and then sharing the sweeps with your friends. You can get even more entries. It's online right now at moneypit.com. And for the answer to the Home Improvement Project question that you'll obviously be doing when you win all of those tools, give us a call right now at one 888 Pit. 
Well, flooring is a huge part of your home, and we all know that wood floors really help to create a warm and natural feeling in your home. You know, it works good in any decor, and it just feels so nice under your feet. But there's one thing that wood just isn't good for, and that's damp or downright wet locations in your house. Fortunately, there are lots of options in flooring that look as good as wood, but will stand up to those kinds of environments. We're going to have those highlights in today's flooring tip presented by Lumber Liquidators. Now, first, let's talk about hardwood floor. I mean, I love hardwood floors. They are great for most living locations like living rooms and dining rooms and halls and bedrooms. But for places like kitchens and bathrooms and mudrooms and basements, there are lots of other flooring materials to choose from that can stand up to those damp and moist environments, but look just like the hardwood that you love so much. The first is water-resistant laminate. Now, laminate is always a good choice. The technology behind laminate can really deliver a plank that looks good and even feels a lot like beautiful wood floors. Plus, one type of laminate floor is also highly water-resistant, and it's simply called water-resistant laminate. And it can stand up to those damp spaces. Plus, it's really durable and scratch-resistant, which makes it ideal for kids and pets and and high-traffic areas. And best of all, the laminate comes in authentic hardwood designs and even textures that make it look and feel like real hardwood floors. Now, another great option, especially for those damp spaces, is engineered vinyl plank flooring. It's a new waterproof product that's on the market, and it can deliver the look of real hardwood without that risk of water damage. Now, the nice thing about EVP is that it's totally and completely waterproof, so it can stay wet for an extended period of time. So wet mopping, bathroom splashes, pet accidents, trekking and all that snow and wet from the outside is not going to damage the floor. Another way to achieve a wood look in a wet environment is with a ceramic tile that looks like a plank. Now, ceramic plank is similar to a wood look tile, but it costs less and it's a lot easier to install. These planks are simply going to click together and you can float them over most floors. Unlike wood look tiles, ceramic plank won't require grout or mortar, so you don't have to wait a long time after you install it for that floor to set. You can really get back to using your room, I mean, putting the furniture right back in place, which is really the best part about a flooring project is getting to put the stuff back in. And with ceramic tiles, you usually have to wait a while, but with ceramic planks, you don't. The ceramic planks are waterproof, extremely durable, they're resistant to warping and fading, and they come in ultra-realistic wood designs. And that's today's flooring tip presented by Lumber Liquidators, where you'll find the new Felsen Click Ceramic Composite Plank Flooring. Felsen CCP is ideal for any room in your home, including bathrooms, kitchens, basements, and sunrooms. It's also easy to install and a great option for upgrading your floors with a truly durable and waterproof option. You'll find the new Felsen Click Ceramic Composite Plank Flooring at Lumber Liquidator Stores Nationwide and online at LumberLiquidators.com. Wade in South Dakota is on the line and has a question about siding. How can we help you? Hi. Uh, we had a, a big hailstorm come through, and it took out a bunch of our siding, our steel siding. And I'm, I'm kind of fighting with the insurance company to, to find an exact match. Uh, my question, I guess, is the house is close to 20 years old. What are the chances that the siding that they pick is going to match up with the color? Between little and none. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. And, and listen, wait, when, this is not a new argument with insurance companies. It happens all the time with roof damage. You know, like say you get ice stand damage and you have to just replace like uh, three feet of roof on the front of the house. Or maybe you get leaks around a vent or something and you have to replace a piece of roof. Insurance companies traditionally replace the entire roof. And in your case, they should be replacing all of your siding without argument because they've got to restore it uh, at least as good as it was before and giving you mismatched siding isn't what you contracted them to do. 
So I would stick to your guns and, sure, give them the opportunity to find a replacement, but they won't be able to, and you don't have to accept it, and you can insist that it all be replaced with brand-new siding. Do you have a private adjuster on this to help you with with the claim? Um Somebody that the insurance company contacted, yes. That adjuster's working for the insurance company. What you want to do is get a public adjuster, and a public adjuster works for you, the public, and they work on commission. So it doesn't really cost you much to have these guys on uh, on the job, and they're there to find every single solitary thing that they can claim for and get that into the claim. So everything from picking up the nails on your property that will be part of that construction project to getting the whole house recited, they try to get that claim as full as possible because the more they find, the more money they make because they're all in commission. So I would definitely find a good quality public adjuster, perhaps check with your attorney, do your research, find somebody that uh, has a lot of experience, and uh, let them fight for you so you don't have to fight with the insurance company. Great. I'll definitely look into that. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. You know, a quick coat of paint really can make almost anything look fresher. Well, unless you're using the wrong kind of paint or putting the wrong paint on the wrong surface. There really is a lot to think about when it comes to paint selection. So we're going to share some tips on painting after this. Today's Money Pit is presented by Isonine Spray Foam Insulation, an effective one-step insulation product that insulates, air seals, and reduces drafts that can save as much as 40% on your heating and cooling bills. Learn more about Isonine Spray Foam Insulation today by visiting Isonine.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit with your home improvement question presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You can find top-rated pros you can trust, and for local pros who want to grow their business, HomeAdvisor is the easy way to get connected with project-ready homeowners. We're going to go right to the Money Pit community. I've got a post here from Len in Wisconsin who writes, I'm repainting my hall and want to add a sand texture. Do you foresee any problems if I add the texture to the primer and put it on in one step and then paint? So Len wants to mix up his own sand mixture. Why would you do that, Len? You know, there's a lot more to making a textured finish than just, you know, getting some playground sand and and dumping it into a gallon of paint. In fact, most of the sand in those textures is much, much, much finer than what you might be able to buy locally. So I think it's a really bad idea to mix your own. There are paints that are out there that are already formulated for sand finishes. There's one uh, that's called uh, Valspar. It's called Signature Sandstone. It's a beautiful mix because it's all together, has just the right texture, not too much, not too little, and it's going to distribute evenly, which is another problem you're going to have if you try to mix it up uh, on your own. So I would definitely use a sandstone finish and not not, uh, try to create your own, especially when you're putting it on on walls. You know, there's another type of textured surface that you might use like on a floor if you want to have you know, some increased grit that has thicker uh, beads of sand in it or in the material that they use to provide that friction. But on the walls, nah, I would use a, a, a pre-mixed finish that's made exactly for that job. Right, Leslie? Mm, well, and you know what? The finish that you achieve with a product that's actually made for that gives you sort of like, um, I want to say like a suede look. Like it doesn't yeah. have a weird mm-hmm. finish on it. Like right. it's meant to really accentuate that texture. And then that texture is more soft than super scratchy. So I really wouldn't 
just go willy-nilly and make your own. You know, Ralph Lauren makes one, Valspar makes one. A lot of the manufacturers have a paint finish that gives you that sanded effect. So I would go there. We've got a lot more calls about how to take texture off than to put texture on. (laughs) So I'm just saying, let that be a lesson to you. You may regret it ultimately. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see what else is going on in our community section. We've got one from Stan in Ohio who posted, My garage door doesn't seal when it's down, and any time it rains or snows, water comes in under the door. How can I seal the gap? Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, first of all, it sounds like your floor wasn't built right because the garage floor should have been stepped down uh, where it's under the door so that water that comes up the driveway, for example, can't get really into the garage. But if it wasn't done that way, you got to have a good seal. Now, if the floor is settled so that it's maybe sloping, you the garage door itself may have some flex in it. Some of them have uh, adjustable sills at the bottom. But if not, you can kind of make your own. What I would do is i take a piece of one by 6 uh, pressure-treated lumber. I would attach it to the bottom panel of the door. I'd make sure it's flush with the floor, even if it has to kind of ride a little crooked. And then you could put weather stripping on the bottom of that. So basically, you're kind of substituting the weather stripping that's in the built-in door with a, on uh, by creating one that will ride outside of it. And that should solve it. Yeah, I mean, that really is a good fix right there. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on a beautiful fall weekend. We hope we've given you some tips, some ideas, and some inspiration to take on the projects you need to get done around your house. We are here for you 24-7. Literally, you can call us any time of the day or night at 888-MONEY-PIT. If we are not in the studio, we will call you back the next time we are. Or you can always post your question to the Money Pits community page at moneypit.com. And remember, right now, we've got that Weekend Warrior sweepstakes going on on moneypit.com. 4500 bucks in tools up for grabs. Check it out today. You can enter once a day and increase your chances of winning. That's all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money.